Well, today is the third Sunday of Advent, and we celebrate Godete Sunday, a word that means rejoice. And you will notice Father and I have our rose-colored vestments on this morning, and we've lighted the rose-colored candle, letting us know that there's just one more candle to light before we celebrate Christ's birth in another week. The message of our readings today is very clear. It's a message about rejoicing. And you heard that word several times in the readings this morning. And so I want you to take that word rejoice and I want you just to take it into your heart and hold it for a little bit. We'll get back to that in just a minute. I'd like to invite you this morning to go on a journey with me. And I'll call that journey the way of the manger. And we all know the story here, right? This is a story of hope, but it's also a story of pain and suffering and difficulty. And it's really a model for our Christian walk in our lives. We know that each of us in our lives, we're going to have those times when we stumble and fall and have difficulty. Things don't go quite the way we thought they would. And that's the way of the manger. This plan they had kind of fell apart bit by bit. But it wasn't their plan that was supposed to succeed. It was God's plan. So I invite you as I unfold this just to think about the characters in this story and which one you might identify with most. And there are four characters. We have Mary and Joseph, the donkey, and John the Baptist. So these are the folks who are preparing to make this journey to Bethlehem. We'll begin with the donkey. Uh, I'm going to tell you the donkey is my favorite character because I identify most with this donkey. So if you know anything about donkeys, you know that they're kind of uh, the inferior part of the equestrian species, right? Donkeys didn't get the really good looks. They've got those funny long ears. They make this screeching sound when they, uh, when they speak. And they're a little stubborn, a lot stubborn. And sometimes that donkey needs a nudge to get him to go. And sometimes you'll see people pulling the donkey along, or they might get a little kick to get them to move. The donkey is looking at himself and saying, and I'm not really happy with how I'm looking here. I would really like to be a horse. A little taller, a little better looking, all that kind of stuff, better breeding. And if I were a horse, I would be able to carry royalty. And wouldn't that be great if I could carry royalty? And so the donkey has this secret desire to be a horse. Sound familiar? Have you ever done this in your life, compared yourself to somebody who has these skills and talents, and you think, I want to be like that? I've done it. And sometimes I wish I were thinner or better looking and all that kind of stuff, right? So we can identify with this. But for this particular donkey, he fails to realize the most important thing. That the person he is carrying on his back 
is more important than any royalty. It's the mother of God who's carrying the Christ child in her womb as they make this journey to Bethlehem. Sometimes we miss the most important things. The second character in our story is Joseph. I often think in my life, especially in my role as father and grandfather, I often think I'd like to be more like St. Joseph. St. Joseph was a man of quiet strength. He was obedient, selfless. He was always thinking of Mary, always thinking of Jesus, never thinking of himself. He was a protector. His job was to make sure that his family was safe, that God's plan could be fulfilled. And we can only imagine that that journey to Bethlehem was not a pleasure trip. She's riding on a donkey. She's nine months pregnant. She's having labor pains. And this donkey is kind of plodding along. And Joseph is leading this beast and trying to get them where they're trying to go. He's a model of humility. And of course, our blessed Mother Mary. We know from the story of the Annunciation that when the angel appears, Mary has a couple of questions. Fair enough, she asks a couple of questions. And then she assents. She agrees to this plan for her life. And in doing that, she surrenders her life, her will to God. She's all in, nothing held back. She will be the mother of the Savior who is to come. And she accepts what she's going to face with courage. We can imagine how much courage it took to utter that yes, and how much courage it took when she stood at the cross and watched her son die a torturous death. And she said yes to all of that, to all of it. She was ready to bring Christ to birth in this world. John the Baptist, who we hear in our gospel story today, he's got all kinds of people coming and talking to him. He's got a lot of attention and they're asking, who are you? What is your job? And he points to Jesus. I am not he, I'm not the one. The one you're looking for is the one whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to unfasten. He's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And we know that John was a bit of a countercultural guy. He lived out in the wilderness. He wore these camel hair suits, which if you know anything about that, are very itchy and scratchy. It's kind of a a painful thing to wear. He ate bugs. He was kind of a strange man in many ways compared to other people in his culture. And yet, he was the one who was chosen to be the voice of the word, to give voice to Jesus Christ who was to come. And he did that to his death. We know that he died from beheading in the jail. Brothers and sisters, we know that Jesus 
is right here with us this morning in our hearts. We know that. But there's this anticipation and this excitement that we feel in looking forward to Christmas and the idea that Jesus is going to be born again in every one of our hearts. There is a child who is longing to be born in every one of us, in every one of our hearts. And the question this morning is, will we welcome him? Are we ready? And if we think about this idea of a manger, and we think of our heart as that manger, what Jesus wants to do is come into our hearts and just lay his head on that manger and fill us again with his love and his peace and his hope. In all honesty, I had a very difficult time preparing for a homily this morning. Because day after day after day, I'm reading things in the news that deeply disturb me. The wars that are going on, the situation in our world, the darkness that seems to surround us. And I'm asking God, how do I preach this message of rejoicing amidst all that's going on? And the answer is very simple. Because Jesus Christ is here this morning in our hearts, and Jesus Christ is coming again on Christmas. He's coming again to be born again in our hearts and in this broken world. And you know what? He doesn't care that it's imperfect. The road to the manger wasn't perfect. It was fraught with all kinds of difficulties, but God provided. And so this morning, the call for us is to look at that manger of our heart and make a place for him to come. The way of the manger calls us to rejoice. We know that there'll be suffering, we know there'll be difficulties, but we're called to rejoice so that on Christmas morning as we gather to worship, those alleluias are just ringing throughout Mendota Heights. And that Gloria is just, it's going right up to heaven. It's such a beautiful thing. This is a time for us to do a little bit of self-reflection. This next week to kind of take a look at that manger in our hearts. Do we have a space for him? Have we made that little bit of time just to prepare for his coming again? It's also a time for us to look at those we have hurt in our lives and those who have hurt us in this call to forgiveness. Not only to forgive others, but to forgive ourselves for the things that we have done. How many times have we walked out of that confessional, having received absolution, your sins are forgiven, and had doubt? or couldn't accept that God has forgiven us for what we've done. We are called, like John, to give voice to the word as he comes again into this world.
Jesus is coming again. And he's coming into an imperfect world with imperfect people, with messy stuff in our lives, and it's okay. It's okay. He's coming for sinners, and he's coming for saints. And he wants so much just to be with us, just to lay his head in that manger of our hearts. So as we stand here on this third Sunday of Advent, we are called to rejoice, to rejoice that he's coming again. We're called to make ready a space for him in our hearts. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is coming soon. Amen.